modern tutorialization is really bad. Yeah. I mean, what? Well, speaking of modern tutorial, what made previous tutorials so good? Is it because we had a massive uh, compendium book in the front of each? I game? literally think that manuals did so much heavy lifting. Oh yeah. Like the fact that so like I, I mean, in one way, like older tutorials were not particularly good and in fact most older games did not have any tutorialization at all i would say they were on par at least with what we have today at least yeah i guess really my complaint is just that they haven't really gotten better over time right, right? so i th- i think in uh, like the early ps3 360 era every game had like a separate tutorial segment oh yeah i remember i think was good yeah um every every game would give you like a trophy for completing the tutorial which is funny the, and especially if you were good at the game and you didn't even play the tutorial, and then later you look back and you're like, I have to do that after I have basically platinumed this game otherwise. The big middle finger would have been, even if you yeah. skip it, you get the trophy. Damn. That'd be huge. I mean, yeah, I think that should it, be a, a reward. What if you only get the trophy if you skip it? If you ever load the tutorial, you can't get that trophy. Two of them. Yeah. You have That's to play it. Yeah. Yeah, because then also the platinum. Smart horrifying so yeah basically um you know so i've been bouncing around with a lot of stuff i started playing uh i've pretty much burned out on elden ring i think we kind of talked about that the last episode i was on yeah yeah um i didn't really make it too far uh i got into some of the like neighboring zones i guess but so you got on the other side of the you got on the other side of the rock troll looking dude bridge right uh yeah where he jumps down the big dude and they yep, have all yep, the archers. Yep. So yeah, I got into the castle. Oh, okay. I killed that little freak that steals your souls. Yeah, I guess an asshole. The the little sign that's like kill this freak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did um, you end up doing the side thing and helping out Alexander, the big uh, jar dude that was stuck in the ground as you were going up to the castle? Uh, no, I didn't see him. Yep. I know the jar character. That was like a famous thing in the tutorial or whatever. That people found the jar guy. Yeah, there's a um, as as you right as you get on the other side of that that bridge troll dude that jumps down. Um, yeah, there's a road that continues straight, and I imagine yep, that's the it's way it's kind of like went. serpentining almost. Yep, yeah. it kind of goes like it kind of goes north, and I don't know if the, that's true, but it it goes in front of you and kind of to the right. left. But on the right, there's a road that just shoots straight, uh, I guess, east. Um, yeah. There's, like, a, a bonfire right there. Um, if you go that way, there's this big pumpkin-headed guy on a bridge. But right before that, that. you'll hear someone from... You're on the road, and you'll hear someone go, Hey, uh, can you help me? I'm, uh... Damn. I, I'm, I'm kind of in a way over here. <laughs> yeah. So, I, 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 maybe I, you just I didn't explore stuff. that way. Like, yeah, I keep seeing stuff that's, like, makes me kind of want to jump back in. And then the second that the game is loaded, I'm like, I don't like this. Oh, it's so, it, it, it is. It's unforgiving. But um, I, I am surprised that you, uh, you know, you got that far, knowing the type of person and, and gamer that you are. Yeah, um, I mean, I've, and that's a thing, too. Like, I really, yeah, I really shit on those games. But I've played at least a portion of... Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Dark Souls Two, Bloodborne. You know, I pretty much tried them all out. Yeah. Um, and like, I keep thinking, like, okay, I, I mean, like, everybody likes this. I, there has to be something in this for me, and I just can't find it. I mean, maybe, it, maybe uh, it's a specific build. Uh, yeah. Maybe I've heard if you go talking about doing like a mage build, and there's because they're like, yeah, it means you can just explore, and the game is just not challenging. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, maybe that's what I'm interested in. Yeah, yeah. If, if you um, do get the, the the itch to try it again, you can't... I mean, I don't know if it would be worth it at this point to continue on from where you are and respec. Yeah. Probably not. It would probably be easier for you to just restart the game. Yeah. and Astrologer or whatever. And just blow through that shit in the beginning. The early stuff. Right, right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely considering doing that. Because, I mean, I think the main thing that these games should do, which is, it's a debate every time one of these comes out. I think they should just have an easy bitch mode, you know? And it's like, if you, if you beat it on that, you know, you're an easy bitch. Right. And it's fine. Like, I'm not, I don't get like a sense of accomplishment from games. Like I, I can't think from particular difficulty. 
Uh, right. Yeah. Right. So like the whole core point of the Souls games and like that style of, um, you know, the repetition, learning the patterns and stuff. Like I can do it, and I I'm halfway decent, I think, at it. Right. I'm not like. Sure. I'm not somebody that's getting killed by like the first fucking little dusty old zombie body in the in the cave of wonders or whatever in the beginning of the game. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But. At the same time, like, I, yeah, I don't get a sense of accomplishment. Like, when I beat a tough boss, I don't think, wow, I've really, like, grown as a, as a player and I have this new skill. I figured out how to do this particular type of parry that I couldn't do before or whatever. Right. I think, wow, that fight was stupid and it sucked ass. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, you know when that you get in that zone every once in a while where you're like, am I just a hater? Do I just not like anything anymore? You know? Yeah, kind of like Stan in like, that South Park episode where it's like everything right. sounds like I'm, shit now. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in the zone, that zone right now. And I feel like, I, I feel like a broken record on this because I've talked about this several times on the show before where it's like, I just get burned out on games for a little while. And I like, I kind of play around with some like, you know, some long standing stuff. Like I'll always be able to come back to CK3. Because yeah. it is, I mean, you know, what it's looking at a map, you know, yeah. it's not like it doesn't take some kind of insane challenge, difficulty, master 40 chess shit, right? It doesn't make my hand sore to play it. It's not hard. It doesn't make me sweaty. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I, I can just play it. It's like Zoo Tycoon or something. Th- that is, yeah, it is kind of a... Uh, I don't I think, even, it's like a whole different type of game in my mind. Yeah, for you, I think it's like a almost like a comfort food to play something like that because you like the, right. like tycoon style games so much. Right. Um, right. But yeah, like uh, I mean, Elden Ring. Like even myself, and I can't, of course, speak for like Johnny, but I, I haven't I haven't played it for a couple weeks. Um, yeah. Because I went into okay, cool, we got a house. We're moving, uh, you know. We're doing all the like home things, yeah, trying to figure. On. Yeah, and then when it came time to sit down for me to like play a game or something, I'm like, man, I'm already kind of exhausted. Yep. So sitting in here and playing Elden Ring is just going to exhaust me more. So I've really been digging into those like comfort things, like um, like session. Um, mm-hmm. I go back to that all the time because it doesn't take thought process. It's like I, I it's yep. like um it's like skate it's just like skate it 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 is a skateboarding simulation so it's just like skateboarding you can kind of like get out of your own head and just go okay cool i see this spot and this is what i want to do and it's almost like right it's almost like creating art it's like a little cathartic yeah i've been playing a rock band oh nice right yeah and that actually is i mean depending on what you're doing it can be hard right yeah but yeah i play games primarily to relax and then I, I kind of, um, I like the mindset of playing in the same way as the mindset of, like, sitting down to read a book that you're interested in. Right. Right? So, like, I've been reading the new Star Wars High Republic books, and they're they're kind of actually getting into, like, a, a pretty interesting uh, territory right now. Well, which book are you on? Are you still on the I'm first on one? The, I'm on the second. Okay, it's kind of weird, because they have, they've split them into different groups, right? Yeah, so there's, there's, like, yeah. Regular novel... Um, young, adults. young adult, and then there's like young children, right? Yeah. And then the comics, and then the comics. So Which I'm like caught five, up on five. the right. I'm caught up on the comics. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm actually a little ahead on the comics of where the main story is. I've read two of the regular novels, and there's a third one that I haven't read yet, and there's a fourth one coming out in June or something. Yeah, I've read. I'm on the second of the young adult of of the uh, like teenage. middle grade. Yeah, yeah, the teenage ones. I'm on the second out of three of those, and I have all three. And then I've also read two out of three of the young adult okay. ones. So, so I yeah. have the third. I basically I'm I'm on the second of all of them, or I've finished the second of the other two, and then I'm going to start on the third. Okay. Yeah. So you, so, so so you're pretty deep in. I'm pretty deep in. So they're they've gotten to a point where like you know there's the initial thing that kicks off the whole story, which is. Like, it's interesting, over the course of, like, 10 or 15 books or whatever it's going to end up being, they're telling a three-act story, right? So it's, okay. like, a, a whole new way to look at, like, uh, multimedia, like, storytelling and shit, right? Yeah. So, like, 
Um, the first act sort of happens in like the first 20 pages of the first book. And then it's all dealing with the fallout of what happens. And there's this like massive disaster or whatever. And then the second act, which they basically just fired in the, in the, like the third of each of the book series is like a, the, a major destruction of a particular thing uh-huh. without spoiling anything. So like a major, not a disaster, but like a, a, a like a sabotage basically. Okay. Right. So like there's an initial accident, then there's this big sabotage is the second act. And they're building up and kind of teasing what's going to happen in the third act, which is like something that alters how the Jedi behave and kind of leads to their downfall in like the movies, right? Um, so it's like, you know, each book has its own three act or four act structure, but then all of the books together are telling this overarching story. Yeah, yeah, that's which is really fascinating. Yeah, and it's all by different authors and by different uh, comic book writers and stuff. And and my my problem is, and I read the. F- first novel um no. i read part of the first um young adults novel yeah so that was the uh so the first uh light in the dark or something like that yeah. is the first or yeah this is the first of the adult or regular novels the young they're like the the yeah the young adult novel the first one is when they go to the like arboreum or whatever right yeah yeah i think so. yeah it's it's been so, a little bit because yeah. I got to a point and I was like reading the comics and I'm like, the comics are really good. I get it. I, I like what's happening and I like it for what it is, but I'm not a hundred percent clued in on what the fuck's going on right now. Yep. And it's also the, for some reason. So like the old star Wars, we're completely off track at this point. Oh, this point. violently. But the old, uh, the old star Wars stuff, like the old legends stuff has like timelines in it where like, a given book, let's say you're reading like uh, Red Harvest or whatever, uh-huh. like it will have in it the other Star Wars fantasy, you know, the the books that came out after the movies on a timeline that they consider canonical to this story, and- right? So it'll be like, okay, A New Hope happens, and then you know whatever, uh, you know, Luke's runaway happened. What you know, they reference whatever other books that they want to consider in their canon. Yeah, and they'll show a timeline of when this shit happens, right? The High Republic, which is being, you know, very tightly controlled and very well understood and, and, you know, very, um, I don't know how to say it really. It's very orthodox, right? Like it's, there's a consulting team that is in charge of what's happening. Yeah. Keeping everything in in order. Yeah. Right. So as that is coming out and they have, they know what order each book takes place in in each comic. That's not included in the book. Right. So, so. you could buy book three and not know it. Yeah, and and that that's my it's, issue. It's, like, that's really odd. Like, I, so I have like a I have a bookmarked website that says what order all the stories are in, and that's what I'm going to refer that's to stupid. when right. we get to a point where they're like in the culmination of you know right, and they take like a two year break or, or a year and a half break. I'm gonna go perfect. All this shit I already own. Time to dig yep. into it because I can just time stop. to burn through it. And it's the same thing with X Men right now. The X Men comics. Um, yeah. There's Marauders, they had Fallen Angel, they had Excalibur, they have the ongoing X-Men series, um, there's, uh, there was Next Gen, there was like six books um, that were all kind of in these different places, and I got exhausted trying to figure out where they are, so staying yep. three months behind... That makes sense because I can follow the order. You know, you're supposed to read, you know, these books or whatever in order. Yeah. Um, yeah. I come from a very simple place. Ninja Turtles. Come on, it's it. Yeah. Th- this is what it is. And then if you see something else, if there's something else going on outside of it, like uh, the Ninja Turtles are in Gotham or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a whole separate thing. That's not something that's right. like happening in you know this. You know, in your current storyline. I mean, it can be. You could say they take a vacation or whatever, but it's not like... Right. Yeah. So... Yeah, a lot of, like, I think... Yeah, a lot of, like, media... And this ties into video games and stuff, right? So I've been playing, like, Dying Light 2. I've been kind of poking around at different stuff. And I think a lot of stuff right now is just kind of in, like, a calm before the storm. And they don't really know what to do. And it's just kind of... It's really weird, like... And they have these big ideas and stuff, and they're executing them, but it's like, okay, Dying Light 2, 
and you can speak on this because you yeah. played it, right? Yeah. Is Dying Light 1. Yeah. It, it is functionally not any different, except it's more limited. I would say it's more limited. Yeah, it's weaker. Which is really weird. And it's like, okay, you guys worked on this game. I mean, I understand that, you know, the game design process is really weird. But you guys worked on this game for multiple years. How is You had these models ready, right? You right. can still find those same woven baskets and woven chests and stuff in the game. Yeah. It's not any... It's not a significant departure, right? They didn't make Dragon Age Origins and then turn around and make Dragon Age 2 in a year, and it's a completely different style, right? Right. So it's really odd to me. It's like, okay, what did you do during that time? Because you functionally didn't really change anything. See... And I just don't understand. You made a new map, which obviously that's really hard from like an art and level design perspective and stuff like that. But... Th- those are artists and level designers. What about everybody fucking else that works here? The you know what were they doing? Yeah, it's it's really it's, it's just really odd. It, they really wanted to focus on you feeling like you progressed, that there was a progression. To, that was a bad idea. That was a bad idea. They should have started you with the shit that you had, so yeah. the game felt whole. And right. when you start the game, like I said, when we talked about it initially, I didn't like that game for the first six hours, eight hours. That's dangerous. Yep. yep. It's not smart. Because it's, I mean, the only reason you stick around is because you played Dying Light 1. Yes. And you're like, okay, I know I can look, that this can be extremely good. I can look down the tree and see, okay, cool, this is when I get that specific drop kick or that... The running jump the running drop jump. kick. Yeah. Yes. Like, Which is, like, fundamental to how the first game works. Yeah. And to take that away is, like, so strange. They tested that yeah. shit at the UX lab on campus from, like, yeah. our, our university that we went to. And that was where they figured that out. They were like, the oh, this is point so of the fun. Game. Yeah, because they yeah. saw all of us just running around and dropkick. Dropkick. Everything. Why would you do anything else? Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's really odd. A, a lot of, um, I mean, we're seeing this too. There's like a lot of upheaval in like the business side of the game industry. Like there's all these acquisitions going on. There's yeah. mergers that are legally interesting. Um, a lot of legal stuff happening at game companies. And it's just like... I don't know. It, you can really tell that it has a lot of companies scared. What? Well, yeah, and, to, uh, to like take they're uh, behaving weirdly. Yeah, to take risks. Is that right. what you're thinking? It just generally, like, yeah, it's well, let's make the exact same game, but this time it has RPG mechanics. Yeah. Or really, actually, more RPG mechanics, not just RPG mechanics. Period. Right? Because the original game did. It had the, the weapons and breakability and crafting and everything. But yeah, let's make a let's make a level progression system. And it's just that you don't have to do that. Yeah, you don't. You know, have it's to. not set in stone. It's and a lot of companies seem really trapped by like existing styles of gameplay, and they're afraid to do weird things. And I think, generally speaking, this is what happened to Cyberpunk. Okay. Right. Like they felt trapped, and like we have to tell this particular story in this particular way. You have to level up this particular style. And that's just what has to happen. And it, it it's not. You can do whatever you want. It's, it's, I don't know, it's weird. I'm I'm really interested in seeing more about Starfield. I think that could be the thing that I get into. The more I hear about it, it's sounding really good. Yeah. It could be like a major turnaround for Bethesda. Well, yeah, what has Bethesda done in the last... Right. Uh, they've, what they've years? done is Skyrim. Uh, I mean, yeah. Like, Skyrim... It's the only notable thing. Fallout 4 was generally bad. Yeah. And it was... The, the crafting was probably a really smart thing to include in everything, and they should probably just have that in every game from now on. But it just didn't... It wasn't, like, a big, passionate, like... It was fine. ...thing to do. It wasn't... It was, it was not Skyrim even close to even Fallout 3. No. It was nowhere near... Yeah, they kind of flubbed their... it. They kind of missed the idea that, like, this is a feature of a game. Right. And, like, the game has to be good. <laughs> right, right. Um, so, yeah, what... what we can start that timeline with Skyrim. Great. Yeah. A lot of people would consider it a masterpiece. If you go back and play it now, right. it'd probably feel like shit a little bit. Um, I've, uh, yeah, we occasionally go back and kind of, you know, I get the drive to go play Skyrim, and then I dip my toes in, and it's like, okay, I'm good. I remember this. Yeah, no. I got it. Yeah, last time I played was the PS4 when they did that re-release. Yep. And I was like, I can't even stomach to play this game another hour. Like, yep. I've done too much. Um, I've got that's I think a problem with a lot of stuff right now and this is where I get into that zone of like am I just a hater it's like I I had so much fun with things and you kind of can't recapture that 
right? Right. So, like, you can't play it again big, for the first time. Yeah, I, I like to go back and play older games a lot. I talk about it a lot. I mean, yeah. you know, Johnny much more so than me, but he does a similar thing. Sure. And it's like, I just don't get the same level of mm-hmm. satisfaction anymore out of doing that. Okay. And it's kind of the thing of, like, you know, the first CD that you get as a kid is, like, the best CD you ever own, right? Sure. And, like, people will remember it. Well, you put like, so much got, thought into it. Right. right. And you get so much out of it. Yeah. You, you, you listen, you listen to, to a 45-minute album, like, 700,000 times. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, like, I just don't get that out of stuff anymore. And it's because that's normal. Like, I'm an adult. I have shit to do. Yeah. But, uh... It's kind of painful to lose that, you know? Oh, it is. Yep. And I feel like new stuff is not hitting that zone. And I think it is. And I, I think it is. I just think it's 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 we've changed. We've we've grown. Yeah. We don't have that kind yeah. of time and, and, and things like that. So um, so actually, we can roll this right into actually our first story, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, so um, uh, if, if you guys, as always before we jump into it if you get the chance head over to facebook.com backslash mammoth games inc check all the top news and video game junk there as well follow us on twitter at mammoth games inc so you know we go live and do junk just like this um why don't we save some of the epic stuff for the end of the show i'm gonna go ahead and drag that down to the end of the show yeah and we can tie that into releases too if we want to yeah but um let's jump into the yeah first. so so the main thing here is basically as this has been a big conversation recently, and actually we have multiple other stories that we'll kind of reference that. Yeah, I think these next two stories play hand yeah. in hand as a for and against, as a, right. a kind of conversation piece. So, so um, you know, game preservation is coming up a lot right now with like the enhanced DRM, the fact that everything requires you to be online all the time and requires the server support and everything. So Sony has actually set up a preservation team. Um, so basically they are, um, setting up this team that will try to make it so that these games don't just become unplayable and vanish into, you know, history. Right. Um, which is like Sony actually has been notably bad about this. So it's, they've been one of the ones called out the fact that like basically nothing can play a PS3 game other than a PS3 because the architecture was so weird. Um, and the game that they show... I don't know if there's like a particular reason that they show this or whatever, but uh, one of the games they show is Infamous Two, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Um. So, like, yeah, the the PS3, the notable PS3 games, like Infamous. Oh, that might actually be Infamous One. But carry on. I can't remember if you had that that forked. Melee <laughs> I felt like that was two, one. but I see it. Yeah, that's what I thought. But carry on. It's just labeled as Infamous, but um, yeah. So like, you know. PS Vita stuff is really hard to get. Yeah. And in fact, they shut down the whole PSP store. The PSP had a lot of... Um, like, it was the sole source to get a lot of Japanese RPGs in the U.S. So, like, it, this stuff is really hard to get to run on other consoles, which is why they haven't been good at preservation until now, right? So, they're like, okay, we're setting up a whole team... Here's our senior build engineer or whatever is the guy that announced it. And maybe he wasn't even supposed to announce it. It's hard to say. But, um, yeah, they're, they're getting some major, you know, one of the major players in the industry is just like, okay, we have to try to figure out how to do a better job of preserving our games. I, I, yeah, so, like we were saying, it is weird that it's Sony that's doing this. Well, I, I think it makes sense because they're they're particularly called out a lot yeah and, and as well so I, I, they're like okay look we're fixing it yeah yeah i wonder if they're just sick of that conversation of like yeah. you know we can't play these but as well they stand to make a lot of money and it rolls right into their um upcoming change to their platform in june where they're going to be rolling in if you have playstation plus currently cool you're gonna have the base level you're still gonna get everything you normally get but if you upgrade you can get ps4 and ps5 games um in excess of like 300 titles and then mm-hmm. the highest tier is every sony console ps1 ps2 i think there's psp and vita stuff on there as well as four and five um and uh you know that being the highest tier it's basically rolling a, a very specific um playstation now in with playstation plus um mm-hmm. and i guess it does solve their their problem and it makes them look like a good guy while they're still making a lot of money. 
mm-hmm. on it. Which is, I, I think, as a business, that should probably be your goal, right? Yeah. Solve problems and, and make money. So Those are the two things I like to do. How, how nice would it be to get a new Infamous, though? Just look at the, cool. the screen. I, they could do it. I mean, Second Son was really good. I love Second Son. Yeah. yeah. Such a good game. So, so um, this would be the yeah. four. Um, on the flip yep, side... Here's the against. Here's the against. Ubisoft shuts down online services for 90, 90 plus older games. 90 games. They're like, you love these games? Well, good luck. So the, the offline stuff... Is still playable, right? But they basically shut down as uh, like all multiplayer support for games. Okay, obviously, Just Dance twenty sixteen. Do it doesn't need to be online, you know, through twenty eighteen. So you can't do multiplayer online or whatever. Um, Rainbow Vegas, uh, Rainbow Six Vegas one and two losing online support entirely. Splinter Cell Chaos Theory is losing online features on PC. Splinter Cell Double Agent is losing online components across all platforms. Anno 2070, Assassin's Creed 2 and 3, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, Driver San Francisco, Far Cry 3, Silent Hunter 5, Splinter Cell Blacklist. So they're like, yeah. they're hitting a bunch of stuff. And it's basically like, hey, we shut down like servers 12 through 90 or whatever. You know what I mean? But it is kind of like, okay, a major component of these games is gone now. Well, and Assassin's Creed Brotherhood introduced that like multiplayer. The Assassin's Creed multiplayer was really good. So. Uh, Ubisoft clarified that some games were recently taken offline uh, and were done so in eras they've been restored. So last week you mentioned Anno, Assassin's Creed 2, 3, Brotherhood, Driver, uh, Far Cry 3. Uh, yeah, those Hunter. ones were... Uh... They were taken offline for a short maintenance uh, and service right. has been restored to it. Uh, we'll provide an advance notice before shutting down any online service to our games. Um and uh, have updated our support article to reflect this, but um, that that does show that like those could have just been gone. Yeah, right. Like with no warning, uh, they did give warning for a lot of the other stuff. So yeah, but uh, you can actually yeah, that, pop over to their website. They have a uh, a list yeah. of things that will no longer be available. Yeah, yeah. So and that happens, you know, we're. Like, we get news every once in a while. What did they just shut down um, one of the old, like, Halos? And a bunch of people got on to do yeah some final stuff or whatever. Yeah. It can't um, stay on forever. It, yeah. it cannot. So. So, yeah. I mean, I think that's <laughs> the big question. Like, are you for or against? As a, And I, I'm sure there can be, like, like a line here. Um, I mean... For online components, I think mm. I'm. I I don't think that those resources should be allocated to keep. If it is taxing, to keep these old games online, I would like them offline. I would prefer most games offline, to be honest. Um, yeah. Just because it's you know it, it's it's such a safer way, and it's the reason that I bought the PlayStation 5 with the disc drive. Like, mm-hmm. I, I would like to be able to play some of these things. Some of the other things will be lost. You know, some great games that, I, that I'm that i a big fan of. Um, it, it's just not really possible to keep them because of online components at all times. Like, uh, like if No Man's Sky shut down. Mm-hmm. That's game over. I mean, you're never going to play that again. Yeah. So it's it's just done, um, but other things, you know, it is fun to go back and play. You know, you go back and play um, Mass Effect all the time. You don't play the multiplayer stuff. I mean, you're there for like the story. Right. Um, right. This, you know, same with like Knights of the Old Republic. It, it's it's it feels good, and that's the kind of um, that's the kind of thing that I want to want video games to have. Oh, you want to own that? You want to play that game again? Cool. Go buy the console. Go buy the game. Um, yep. That that's, you know, I don't know. That that's nice, and it is cool to play it again on like your newer console. But it just leads to you buying the same game forty four times with literally no, like, upgrade to yeah. quality. Now, if they're gonna upgrade the quality, yeah, you know, we're talking about a different thing here. Um, 
and and that makes sense because that gets into a dangerous thing as well like oh the game is being shut down oh you mean like the old one like the old old one that one's yeah okay you know it, it's it kind of and, and we have a games if if you guys haven't checked out our mammoth monthly as well um we have a game on there that we're going to talk about that uh you know talk about the idea of something being a collection and the collection getting a sequel mm-hmm. that's weird right yeah so yeah i think that's the big question for the day like are you for or against why um what what you know i imagine there's a lot of people out there like nope time goes forward it does not go backwards <laughs> you know yeah yeah completely makes sense all right um so uh uh vrr support um for the playstation 5 has something that's been talked about a, a pretty healthy amount already yeah variable refresh rate right um and it turns out this has just been sitting there waiting for the old <laughs> switch to be flipped <laughs> isn't that great so yeah the uh uh, on HDMI 2.1 VRR compatible TVs and PC monitors, it dynamically syncs the refresh rate of the display to the PS5 console's output. This enhances the performance by minimizing or eliminating visual artifacting, um, frame pacing issues, screen tearing. Yeah. Uh, basically, you know, makes it look better. Uh, it reduces input lag. Um, so there are several games already out that will receive patches that enable the support. Uh, Astro's Playroom, Call of Duty... Deathloop, Destiny, uh, Devil May Cry 5, Dirt 5, Godfall, Marvel Spider-Man's, Ratchet and Clank, Resident Evil Village, uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, and Tribes of Midgard, which is kind of the odd man out on that list. Well, Tribes of Midgard is also a PlayStation Plus title this month. Right. So it it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I I feel like I played a lot of these games, and I don't feel like I go back. I think the main probably not going back. I would go back and play Astro's Playroom again, maybe to just see. But I think I would probably just do it for like Tiny Tina's Wonderland. You know, since I'm still kind of playing that. Um, Yeah, it is a pretty small list here, but it's an option moving forward for developers. Yep. So that's the big thing. But I think the the funny piece is that it was already in there um so they they announced it um that it was coming through a a firmware update but it seems that the feature was already just waiting to you know on your console um this article was saying many users have found that the vr is in fact already available on the ps5 uh presumably adding the um added to the console via previous updates but kept deactivated until now so, mm-hmm. with so yeah, basically, it made avail- I, yeah, with it made available, all you had to basically do is reset your system. Right. So, you know, it, it kind of makes me think that, like, you know, that was something they were planning on having at launch. It just, they, they for some reason, the, the QA testing wasn't there or something. They just couldn't have it right away. So, sure. it's taken them. I mean, I guess it has taken a significant amount of time to get it working. But, not horrible. Yeah. So, it's, I mean, it's there. It, we... We talk about it every time. Like, we get excited for the new consoles, but it's like, the new console isn't going to be here for three years. The, yeah, the new console isn't really a full new thing for you. Yeah. What are we coming up? We're, we're a year and a half now. We're coming up on its second year. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. I think. I, 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 I think that's right. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's it's... We're getting there. I mean, you'll know and you'll be able to see the difference. Um from the beginning of the PS5 at the five-year mark. The five-year mark, you're going to be like, shit, this looks a lot better. And it happens to me. Like, I played uh, Cyberpunk through on the PS5, the PS4 copy. I booted Mm -hmm. up the PS5 version, and I've been kind of playing that as well. I mentioned, you know, I've been playing kind of comfort food games. And it's I as much shit as it gets, I, I love that game. It's so much fun for me. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I loaded the game the other day and I was just in a really good spot. I was under a kind of offset from a street light and I could see the ground and it was slick. And I was like, good God, that looks really good. Like even on my, my TV is not even like a great TV, mm-hmm. but it still looked amazing. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see those 
hopefully everyone that bought a PS5 will have that moment at some point of like, shit, this looks really, really good right now. Yeah. All right. Um, so, uh, bad news. <laughs> I, I guess uh, I've been out of the Twitch game for a long time. Yeah. Oh, I, I apparently a lot of people have migrated to other platforms. Yeah, uh, but Twitch is exploring uh, subscription revenue, uh, subscription revenue cuts, uh, and bigger focus on ads. Um, kind of an interesting thing. I think in their mind they're like, oh. You know they can make more from ads, so we'll just cut their like their total, and it's kind of mm-hmm. shitty. Um, Generally, a bad idea, I would say. Yeah. Um, so, uh, in a report by Bloomberg, uh, several sources uh, state that Amazon's uh, Amazon Twitch parent company is continuing to look for long-term answers to financial stability for the streaming platforms. Um, sometimes at the expense of its users uh one of the largest channels uh, or one of the largest changes that could be introduced um in the coming months would cut revenue from channel subscriptions which can range from five to 25 dollars from 70 percent to just 50 for its twitch partners um which would cut them back to be more on the level of an affiliate mm-hmm. um so it would be you worked you work a, a medium amount to get affiliate. And they're like, okay, mm-hmm. that's fine. Everything that you make, we're taking half of. It's like, mm, yeah, that's kind of rough. Um, and, and especially cutting it down from 70%. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then they're yeah, like, that, okay, that's not good. Work really hard. So to get affiliate, what was it? It was like, you have to have three concurrent viewers. You have to have six stream, six unique streams a month. Um, mm-hmm there's these like milestones and they're pretty obtainable they're obtainable for sure and then to get partner which would have bumped you up to 70 percent of uh the funds that you earn go to you they're gonna Mm -hmm. cut that back to 50 but to get to that it's i I don't want to say it's not obtainable but it's not obtainable if you're not if you don't have that built-in audience already right it's like um it is you have to be lucky and working very hard it which is it's kind of fucked up like you can't just be trying hard right you 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 literally have to be lucky yeah yeah so and and if i think a lot of it does come to luck yeah if, if you are lucky and people start viewing so yeah i streamed uh elder scroll online and randomly mm-hmm. i started getting like 200 and 300 people yeah why why I don't know. I guess people wanted to see that game. Was I doing anything different? Absolutely not. And then as when I stopped playing that game as much, it was the people left. I went down to like from 300 to six people. And it's like to be able to get that partner, you have to have, um, it's, it's a pretty high number, um, in your streams at all times. Uh, pretty much at all times. So, so you basically have like your average or whatever, and that's rough to say that they fought that hard to move from you know a pretty big milestone to a pretty bigger. You Huge. can't you can't yeah. go any far- hard. You really yeah. can't go any further unless they're straight up sponsoring you, basically. Right. Um, right. And now they're like, ooh, but I know you work that hard. We're gonna go ahead and just cut back on that. Yeah, thanks. We're gonna take that. Mm-hmm. It's fucked. That's why I don't stream anymore. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. Yep. So, yeah. This, I mean, it, you know, not to say that Twitch is dead. It's absolutely not true. Yeah, no. But it is not like the powerhouse that it once was, with like the only place. Um. You know, these are all. This is also all theoretical. So it's it's not. Uh, yeah. This is actively doing this yet. This could change, of course. Yeah, they have to find a better idea than this. Yeah. If if if, if they do this. Some of their big guys, we already see some of these big guys jumping ship. Some of these big people that are bringing in millions of views per stream. Um, mm. Yeah, and, and, and if they go this route, we're going to see a lot. And, and where are these people going to go? I mean, we have right now, what is it? It's basically we have Twitch. We have YouTube. Yeah. We have YouTube. Facebook. Facebook. That's it. 
Mixer's gone out of the uh, like uh, yeah. out of the the pitch uh, the picture. Uh, it's they don't. I mean, I, I guess they could go to an unconventional place and stream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could go to Pornhub and stream. That'd be funny. That would be interesting. Yeah. I have, somebody's done that, right? Oh, somebody's done that. On OnlyFans, they're like streaming their yeah. Call of Duty match. Just or whatever. That's name it something ridiculous. Yeah. And then there you go. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a, It's a good idea. To be honest, we should probably start doing that. That's funny. Yeah. I think that's on brand for us in our comedy. <laughs> but, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I, I just can't wait to see if this happens and goes there. I can't wait to see these people fucking just leave in, <laughs> in waves. Yeah. So, I mean, how are you hurting for money? You're fucking owned by Amazon. Of, yeah. Right? A lot of tech companies seem to like be committing suicide. Yeah. And I just don't really get why i i kind of love it though because it 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 shows there's going to be a change in 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 a thing that's not really that serious right like twitch is here for entertainment but you can also go somewhere else for entertainment yeah yeah i i like it on this scale uh, on something that is impacting the industry that i talk about a lot but is it really impacting anything else not really yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like it couldn't happen to a a nicer company, you know. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of uh, something bad happening to a great company, <laughs> tech committing suicide here. Okay, okay. Pause, pause. Everybody, sound guy in the back. Can we have a second? All right, listener. If you can. Please go review us on a podcast service of your choice. We'd appreciate that. Help people find us. You know, we grow a little bit. It, it, it just, you know, it'd mean a lot to us. I feel like, you know, we do this. You help us that. We grow a little bit. Everyone's working together. You're kind of part of the team. And I, I know everyone here would really appreciate that, except Johnny. Johnny hates everything, so it's fine. Now back to the show. So, major Wall Street investors are kind of betting that the Microsoft Activision merger deal will fail. Which means Bobby Kotick will be handed $100 quadrillion. Um, Is that so yeah, act- so weird? Okay, yeah, go on. Yeah. So the Activision Blizzard Inc. shareholders approved the company's $69 nice billion sale to Microsoft Corp. on Thursday. But Wall Street is betting that Biden antitrust enforcers will unravel one of the largest mergers in U.S. history. Um... So, you know, Microsoft is offering a 24% premium over Activision's current share price, indicating that investors see risk the buyout won't close as planned. The risk is more than the premium is more than double that of the Elon Musk Twitter offer. Um basically they think that hey, the US antitrust machine is about to wake up and this would be like a really good first case to kill. It's a really obvious one. Sure. Um kind of cruising through a little more here to see if there's anything in particular to call out because i mean this is a really complex thing like it's not even just the standard mergers that we see this is mm. on such a level that it's got state oh, it's crazy, and federal yeah attention um right and, and and it's because of the type of money and basically i feel like it's a lot of very wealthy people going ooh that would yeah. kill me. And I, I, I again, yeah. it couldn't happen to, you know, a nicer group of people. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's one of those where it's like, eh, you know, it's, I don't know. I, I generally think that we need to, like the U.S. used to really be a ball buster on antitrust. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I think we need to get back to that. Uh, these companies have had it too good for too long. Word. And it also looks like we're heading into like a major economic collapse. Um, everybody, don't look at your four hundred one k for a couple of weeks. It's kind of brutal right now. Um, but uh, you know, it's uh, it'll be something to watch. It's interesting. Not really a lot anybody else can do. You just gotta, you know, either I guess if you want, hope the deal goes through, 
you'll probably get a buyout on your Activision stock. Yeah. Uh, and same thing with Twitter, you know? Yeah. And uh, if you're not invested in it, you probably hope that it doesn't go through because generally it's reduced competition and whatnot. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I don't know. It seems to be changing quite, you know, quite often. It, it's interesting, I think, seeing some of these people that are like, oh, I think it's going to succeed. I think it was like Warren Buffett upped his amounts that he had invests. Mm. Which I'm like, okay. It's pretty good guesser. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. if, if you go off of those trends and you are like kind of a casual um, you know, person who dabbles in stock, yeah, you know, pay attention to your people and, and you, you might yep. make, you know, a couple hundred or whatever. Take a look at what uh, members of Congress have invested. <laughs> they tend to be pretty good guessers. Yeah. Guessers. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, yeah, Bungie, it looks like they are working on a mobile game engine. So, I don't know, are they trying to make like a mobile port of Destiny or something? Maybe like something that ties in yeah, I, to... I was thinking like a companion game app. Something yeah. that you can do in your free time while, you know, tying it to the, your main yeah. game you play at home. Realistically, you could tie the whole like home base zone into mobile and that would probably work yeah i I was thinking kind of like uh it could be cool to have like a uh a mini game where you use resources that you collect in your main game to be able to play things on mobile to generate new things so almost like a uh um a component crafting kind of thing right 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 yeah Um, that'd be cool make it a little easier for you to get some of those like risky legendaries and things like that um yeah and you could like manage your inventory and stuff. Of course. Um, if you wanted to try out new builds and things like that, you could set it up while you're on the go, not at home, and then come home and try it out. Yeah, yeah, and and have yeah. have that lore, you know, tied to you know tied to that app as well. So if you want to read up on things and yeah. see, or if you're new, you know, it's a good way to catch up. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think that's probably a pretty good idea for them. Um, yeah. They're. Of course, you know, coming off of that, um, is Sony, I don't want to say Sony buying them because, I mean, they did, but it's more Sony investing in them. Right. So, Hopefully they will, I mean, Bungie has such a terrible track record with their ownership. Yeah. It's actually, like, funny. This is the hat trick right now. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, well, I mean, the, the main thing is that they want to retain um, creative control and they want to retain ownership of their IP and stuff. So yeah, if that's met, I think they're good. I, I'm in, um, I'm interested to see in you know the coming years if this is something that they still want to invest in. In ten years, are yeah. they still going to be on Destiny, or are they going to pull that Halo thing where they're like, mm, I don't want to make Destiny for the rest of my life still. You know? Yeah. So uh, it's interesting, but uh, uh, yeah, we'll 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 definitely keep an eye on that. I'm excited to see what they have and how that'll integrate. Um, when, when it comes to this mobile thing that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, we got a couple stories with Call of Duty news. The first one's my goddamn favorite. This is my the favorite one's thing really good. that happened this whole week. So basically, um, you know, Call of Duty and a lot of, you know, multiplayer games have long been um, experimenting with different, like, anti-cheat strategies. Yeah. Right? They- like, a lot of times, like, I think the main thing has basically been that if software detects that people are cheating that just puts you in games only with other cheaters which is kind of a good idea because it's like well see how you like it when people can auto headshot you at any distance you know what i mean right and um basically they came up with something even better (laughs) yeah um so yeah the ricochet team which is the uh the anti-cheat thing basically uh they're rolling out a pc kernel level anti-cheat driver for Vanguard. Um, the update will release across Vanguard and Warzone. Basically what it does is if you're if it detects cheating software, um, you will be able to not see players from the op- opposing team. Yeah, you'll only be able to see your umbros. No character, yep. no bullets, Characters, no sound. bullets, and sound. All gone. That, they will be undetectable to cheaters. So it'll be like um, you just die. Like, yeah. Your character will react, but you right. won't see 
it coming at all. And that is your cue to uninstall the game. That's kind of interesting. If you have like a aim assist auto headshotter installed, will you be walking around and then all of a sudden your gun just like targets in like midair and you're like, what the fuck? And then you just get killed because the model is still there, right? You're just not detecting them. But I wonder if your software can still kind of like, it's not like you would be in an even match. Like you would have an insane disadvantage or whatever. But I wonder if you could still have some chance of doing something. Uh, yeah, that, that's a, I, I imagine you do. You go like 1 in 47 or something. Yeah, I, I imagine you do. I, I assume it's kind of like a, uh, a field of it's view just to be in, annoying. in front of you. I, I don't think... Right, it's, yeah, it, it might be different for different types of um, like auto-aim like, yeah. things that are added to the game. Uh, but I always view it as if it's in front of me, it's going to hit whatever's in front of me in the head. Um, so if your back's to it, you know, I, I assume you can't hit it. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. It's a, it's a great question. I love this, though. I love the idea of being thrown into a match and thinking about that, thrown into a match with only people who are cheating. And then mm-hmm. even at that, you cannot see the other team. They've created an entire new game. Yeah. It's basically Predator. I, I do, it, yeah. That is super... It, it's, like, really funny. Like, just the idea... It's like, okay, look. We are not trying to basically... How I want to describe this. It's like, okay, you can still play the game. Yeah, we want you We're to We're just trying to make this as annoying as humanly possible. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good it's just big I just find finger. that so funny it's like yeah we're like okay you're cheating we're, we can't really do anything about it but we can make this game suck ass for you yeah <laughs> it's uh, awesome so uh, aside from that um which yeah again i'm giving all the props in the world to activision's team ricochet for that that's so creative so creative i i want to see yeah. more of that and I want it to be, like, made available to other, like, companies. Because I'd love yeah. to see that in, in in a lot of the multiplayer things that we have. Um, but aside from that, That's in awesome. Call of Duty news, um, there was a uh, tease. Uh, a confirm, and then a logo reveal uh, for Modern Warfare 2. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, uh, uh, let's see... Uh, Modern Warfare 2 is a sequel to 2019's Modern Warfare reboot rather than a remake of the 2009 original Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Right. So this is a whole new game. Basically, the reboot has pushed them into a different uh, like trajectory, and this is the next thing in, in, in that line. Um, tweeted, of course, by uh, Infinity Ward. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah. You know. I mean, it, uh, apparently the biggest thing here is um, it seems like this game will end the yearly release schedule. Yes. That's what it says. Yeah. Um, so their their planned 2023 game has been pushed back to 2024. So, again, we've talked about this a lot. I think that you do so much better. In fact, we can tie this back to something else we've already talked about, sure. Dying Light. Yeah. I think you do so much better to heavily support an existing game and you know add dlc add additional things to do add new equipment um you know new play modes yeah if you can i feel like that just is so much better than oh let's make a second one another game that everybody starts from scratch on again you know right if you can do a warframe style enhancement to your game right do that every single time it's Yeah. yeah i mean Continue doing the things that you're doing. Update things. I know it can be risky. Don't release that build until it's done. Guess what? You don't have a schedule for it. Yep. All around, it's the smartest move to make. And so many developers miss it because they set up these, um, uh, you know, the, these these landmarks that are probably put in place by producers. But, mm-hmm. you know... It, it is what it is. We're in a very specific time, and I think those games do better. It would have been amazing if Dying Light 1 had been like Dying Light 2.0. Yeah. Would have been so cool. 
And they're like, you keep all your shit. You know, we'll give you the option. You play through this portion of the game and you can download that section. Um, and then when uh, you move on to the second half of the game or whatever, you can uninstall the first half of the game, saving you mm-hmm. some space, keep on rolling. Like, would have been great. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll uh, see how that goes. I think it's I think it's going to be smart to take a year off. Um, yeah, for sure. Final news story, bit of a bummer, but also a really interesting, uh, speaking you know, earlier of legal stuff and these big companies just shooting themselves in the dick for no reason. Right in the dick. Uh, long-time game dev icon Yuji Naka has revealed great name. details of a dispute between, yeah, great name, between himself and Square Enix. Uh, specifically, it's about uh, Balan Wonderland, but then there's just some general, um, you know, stuff going on. Um, in a Twitter thread, basically, he claims that uh, it was a Square Enix decision to have him removed as the game's director half a year before the launch, and he's actually filed a lawsuit against them over like employment practices, basically. Um, so now that the the trial's over and the uh, business order is no longer in effect, he can share details. According to a translation of his tweets, he appears to have been removed around two disputes. Um, a YouTuber allowing them to play game music in marketing rather than using original score. And then a co-developer submitting the game for release without fixing various issues. So he said a uh, game should be <clears throat> excuse me, made by striving to make it a good game until the end and wanting game fans to enjoy it when they buy it. But he said basically Square Enix's producer set this tight schedule that was not realistic. Um, exactly. Personally, exactly what we were just talking about. But yeah, yeah. Um, he said the game creators are often improving games right up until the last minute, citing example from his days working on the original Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, when the game was changed to make Sonic survive any hit as long as he had one ring in his possession, which is a huge part of the game. Yeah. Right? I, that's actually the joke is, that, you know, every time Sonic gets hit, the rings shoot out. So, like, uh, he said, Personally, I'm really sorry that I released unfinished work, Balan Wonderland, to the world. I wanted to think about various things and put it out in a proper form as an action game. I think Square Enix and the co-developer Arzest are companies that don't care about games and fans. So it's like, I can imagine like 99% of former um, Konami employees can say the same thing, right? <laughs> I would say a lot of people that have worked on a lot of games can say the same thing. And it's 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 really disappointing, um, you know, that they have that, that kind of opinion, I guess. That's like, well, especially of games that kind of seem like they're basically doomed. Yeah. They have that thing where it's like, well, this thing's, this thing's fucked. Um, who cares? Just shove it out. People will buy it. Uh, we're not going to make money on this. It's fine. Move on. And it does suck when you're like, oh, the uh, another, you know, a new game, a new platformer from the one of the creators of Sonic. Like, you can't have a better rep than that. Yeah, that's right? that's great, great track record and pedigree. Yeah. So it is. It's super disappointing. Um, but you know, <clears throat> it is what it is as well. Yeah, I, I think um, I think it'd be interesting to see uh, see what Yuji Naka does next. Um, free to do his own thing. Free, uh, and I think yeah. that's where we're going to see success. Um, yep. I, I think the idea of Bound Wonderland for me was just a, a and um, it, it was just kind of a, a turnoff for me, just because. Yeah. Like, I kind of know what it is, and it's a game that I grew up playing, but now it's complicated. Mm-hmm. And and I don't like that. I would prefer something fresh and original, and if you make a specific style of game, make that specific style of game. Don't try to do this new thing with all these, like, bells and whistles that is not you. You're just going to end up like... Uh, um, you know, like Radical Heights and like Lawbreakers. Like, yeah. that's not you. That wasn't Cliff Blazinski. It wasn't his style of thing. Um, it was just an idea to make money because they thought that was the new cool thing. Um, mm-hmm. 
if you're going to do that, you know, do it in your own style. And it, yeah, completely, completely missed. And I, I could feel that from the beginning. I think Johnny was really excited for Balan uh, Wonderland. Yeah. Wonder yeah. World, maybe. Um, I know there's two of them, right? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I do think a, a platformer could be could be good. Um, you know, but this this I, I, this didn't hit for me. Yeah. Didn't hit for a lot of people, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But that's it. Um, that's the that's the show this week. I'm sure there's probably some stuff we missed. Um, if you guys. Uh, want to go ahead and let us know or if you just want to chat with us on the daily head over to facebook.com backslash mammoth games inc uh we appreciate all the likes comments and shares so come join us as well follow us on twitter at mammoth games inc so you know when we go live and do junk just like this um i'm one of your hosts jay with me this week the one and only we have austin yo you can find him uh, at FilterCord. You can find me at Night Swarm. Thanks for joining us, guys. Have a good one.